Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, just as he was a year ago, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. Bad fish. Not like going down the pond chasing bluegills and tommycods. This shark, swallow you whole. Little shaken, little tenderizing, and down you go. Okay, so... <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, I think we'll figure that out in a minute. Of course, you know, if you know the source of Jonathan's quotes, please let us know. Yeah. Some of you because are. Some of I you don't been, know the source of some of them. Yeah, some of you have been very good about that. We got one email that that listed, I think, thirty nine of the quotes. And that's when we found out one go. how much Jonathan loves Tron. Yes. <laughs> the, by the way, that movie I just quoted from, not, not Tron. Tron. All right, uh, we, this is our this is our annual. Hey, let's see how well we did last year podcast, uh, where we we talk about the predictions we made the year before. And uh, and first of all, we should mention that we're recording this podcast at the very beginning of December. Uh, 2010. Of 2010. And this is about the predictions we made for 2010. Now, the reason why I say that is because some of these wrong answers may still turn right before January. So don't write us in if something happened on December 31st. Some of, we some of them it. were very clearly wrong. Yes. And... Mine is the most embarrassing. Uh, now, uh, I'm looking at the list here, Paulette. The list O predictions that the two of us made together. Yeah, th- this was the second time we tried this. We tried this at the uh, the end of 2008 for 2009. Yeah. And uh, I remember being much more into it and excited about making predictions because I didn't realize how wrong I was going to be. And then, So Jonathan uh, made a ton more predictions for 2010 than I did because I didn't want to go out on the limb. So I was really conservative with yeah. mine. Also, if you remember how I graded them last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last time I'm giving you the marker. Yeah, I guess I won't be doing that this year. All right, so uh, we're going to start this off because I made a few more predictions than Mr. Paulette. We've decided that Mr. Paulette will read out some of mine, and then we will comment upon them, and then occasionally I will read out uh, some of his, and then we'll make our way through there. And then we're going to wrap up by talking about some of the big stories that neither of us predicted. Yes. Because we thought that would be fun. Okay. Cool. All right, let's get started. So you said yes. that 2010 would be the year of the e-reader. Right. Uh, you know, the devices dedicated to books like the Nook or the Kindle. Right. Uh, saying that, uh, you know, well, you were about to head out to CES. Yes. The, uh, the, the show formerly known specifically as the Consumer Electronics Show. Every, everyone assumes now that it's just CES, I guess. Right. Uh, but you said you'd see a lot of those when you went out in January to Las Vegas. Yep. And you did. Yep. Some of them have disappeared since then. Right. They never they, actually hit the market. Yeah, some of them never really got a good chance. Yeah, I said that, that 2010 would be the year of the e-reader, and you disagreed. You said that it would take another year. Well, I was going by, uh, you know, uh, the, the analyst Gartner. Yes. Said that the e-reader wasn't yet ready for the masses. I think uh, the Kindle sales prove that wrong. However, I, I'm going to I'm gonna call this one a tie for us. Okay. Because, one... 
it really is not in the United States at any rate. It's mm-hmm. still pretty much a two horse race, right? And and the first horse is the Kindle, and it's way the heck ahead of the second horse, which is the Nook. And you still have other readers, but those are the two main ones. And that's if you're going strictly by devices dedicated to, to readers, right? Because the iPad has become a real contender in the e-reader space, but the iPad, of course, is not just an e-reader. Yes. So yes. that you know, uh, but I would say that the iPad still has not. Um, it hasn't made e-readers obsolete. No. Some no. people said that it would because it can do so much more. But it turns out that some people just like the e-reader form factor specifically for reading books. Plus, the price has come down. And there was another factor by a uh, a very famous woman who uh, came out in favor of e-readers who probably tilted the market a little bit more than it might not have been if it had been allowed to sit with a lot of anonymous people reading books. Are you, you know, talking about lady. Ellen? No. Are you talking about wait 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 wait? Are you talking about Nicole Kidman? No. Wait 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 wait. Are you talking about um, Red Fraggle? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Not Oprah. As a matter of fact, I was talking about the uh, the lady who has the network starting yes. January first. Or no. Anyway, in January. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't remember. I think it's the eleventh, isn't it? I don't know. You want to go back on that? <laughs> Yes, it was indeed Oprah I was speaking of. Yes. The person with the, the new network on Discovery. Yeah, as a yeah. Fact. And, uh, yeah, Oprah uh, really, she, the Kindle became one of her favorite things, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, of course, she uh, she has a bully pulpit in her show. So, yeah. Or, uh, so, you know, as soon as she mentioned that, a lot of people who may not necessarily have been interested, you know, checked it out and discovered they liked it. Yeah, and actually, uh, that was one of those devices that, that quickly got outside that niche market of the you know the the early adopter tech guys mm-hmm. and gals and hit uh, a broader audience pretty quickly and and they still have been doing pretty well i i i'm still calling it a tie i still don't think 2010 was really technically the year of the e-reader i think the ipad managed to to deflect that quite a bit so um, but it certainly did hit public mass consciousness. Yes, yes, in it did. The it really readers did. did really well, and they continue to do well during Black Friday and Cyber Monday uh, sales as well. Okay, yes. so let's uh, go. I guess to another one of mine. Oh yeah, one of your short ones. Uh, yes. the iPad, the iPod Touch gets a camera. Hey, look at that! Ding! Yay! I got one right. Um, <laughs> that was it. Was um, I think I said last year that that one was pretty much a gimme. Uh, and even though Apple had not said anything to that effect, I could not imagine another year going by of iPod updates and not seeing a camera in the new iPod Touch. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and of course they've they've added the capability of uh, being able to join uh, FaceTime using iPod Touch over yes. Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. uh, just like uh, if people who use the iPhone. So I got one right. You got one right. You've Yay. got more than one right. Yeah, I um, think this would be a good time for my first one. All right. So um, Apple release something. Likely, I love that you said something. Talk yeah. about hedging your bets. I, I told you I was being really conservative good because grief. I hate being wrong on these things. Apple it is so easy. Something. It could have released like doves and it would have been right. <laughs> they released a plague of locusts in, in the Google headquarters and it would have. Oh, okay. Anyway. So Paulette says Apple will release something, you know, the master prognosticator here. Uh, but then he went on to say it would likely be a tablet and it would sell well, but not as well as all the hype leading up to the tablet would have indicated. In other words, 
if it you was remember, get lots of hype. Right. Well, yeah. If you remember this time, well, this time, I don't know when you're listening to this. If you remember the winter of 2009, that was really when people were speculating about this tablet device more than ever before. And that right. that speculation had started years earlier. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like, I think it had been like two years since people had started talking about an Apple tablet. And uh, and so, yeah, everyone was, was really convinced that Apple was going to come out with this. Um, I should also say that I made a similar prediction, except I said that Apple would come out with a tablet and that it would tank. Mm-hmm. I think we both technically got this a little wrong. I got I, it, I got it way wrong. I was completely wrong. I mean, apart from the fact that they came out with a tablet. That part was right. Wait, but- did, did you all hear that? It yeah, wasn't I just know, me. I know, yes. Okay. <laughs> Once in a while, I say things that don't turn out to be true. Because, like John Titor, I traveled back <laughs> from an alternate future where the iPad flopped. Uh, That's my defense. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, see. I, I, clearly it's three degrees of difference from my reality. Uh, I hope you guys, universe. I hope you guys listen to the JT podcast. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I said it was going to flop. I was totally wrong. Chris said it was going to sell well, but not as well as people thought. It actually ended up selling. I think it sold better like than hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. It was, it flew off store shelves. Well, keeping in mind that the previous tablets, uh, the Windows based tablets, which were essentially laptop computers that, the screen flipped around. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really do so well. So I kind of figured, you know, well, they, they'll probably do well, but nobody really wants a tablet as much as they say we do. Once as again, it turns out, you know, Chris and I totally underestimated how Apple can convince us to buy stuff. In fact, I will go so far as to say 50% of the people in this room have an iPad right now. <laughs> 50% of the people in this room at the moment caved within a week of the release, and this, I'm still upset about Actually, I should, I should amend that. 50% of the people in this recording area of this room, because uh, we have our producer out there. and I don't, hey, hey, Matt, do you have an iPad? No. Nope. Nope. Matt does not. So 33% of the people in this room own an iPad. Uh, How you like them odds? So, so yeah. Anyway, it did, apples. did really, really well. So we both got that. Chris got it just a little wrong, but I'm going to give him a, a check mark on this because he was more more right than not right. I was totally wrong. All right, so it's your turn to read another one of my predictions. Yes, here's another one we got uh, oh, that gosh. you got mostly right, and uh, yeah. Anyway. 2010 will come and go without an announcement of a new console from Sony or Microsoft, but Nintendo might come out with something. And yeah. I agreed with you. I thought I, that would be likely. Yeah, I th- I thought at the time that Nintendo might announce a successor possibly mm-hmm. to the Wii. As it turns out, Nintendo did not do that. Nintendo or hasn't so far. December we still have December to go. Yeah, this isn't the the time for announcements like that, no, though, because no. people don't want to cannibalize the holiday sales. So right. They're going to keep mum on it. Even I'm sure they're all. I, I agree with my earlier self when I said that I think they're working on the next. All of them are working on the next generation. They're just sure. not ready to share with us what they're doing. Yet. Yeah, and, and and my reasoning behind that was that both Sony and Microsoft were coming out with new peripherals, and that would be the Move and the Connect. Um, and uh, and I thought, well, if you're doing that, you wouldn't want to cannibalize those sales 
by suggesting that you were going to come out with a new console the following year because people might say, well, what if the peripherals aren't compatible with the new console? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was, I was right. Sony and Microsoft did not announce anything. Nintendo did announce the 3DS. That's true. Which is a, a new gaming device, but it's not a console. It's a handheld. It is a, an a, interesting handheld device. And it is a variation on an original. Yeah. On their earlier. So I, you know, I, I'm more right than not with this one, but I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm, it's not a it's not a total win on this one either. Yeah, the tech industry is kind of hard to pin down on some of yeah. this stuff. Yeah. All right, hit me with another one. Oh, we we have a one of these science more sciencey. This is before we had a, a science oriented podcast. Yeah. So yeah. We actually talked about the Large Hadron Collider, uh, which is the uh, if you'll remember the Large Particle Accelerator in Europe, Europe, Europe. There we go. Uh, and you said it would either uncover evidence of the Higgs boson particle or something even weirder. Yeah, that has not really come to pass, although recently the LHC has managed to recreate uh, on a minuscule scale conditions similar to that that we believe uh, existed right after the Big Bang. So that's pretty cool, but nothing to the point where at least none of the information has trickled out where it's something brand new that we didn't know. It's something that we haven't achieved before, but it's Mm -hmm. not like we have new information that either confirms our hypotheses or uh, disproves them, and now we have to come up with a new model. Right, right. So nothing as dramatic as that. All right, can I read another one of yours now? Sure. Okay. So, Chris, uh, here's another one of yours. The Nexus One will come out and be a consumer device and will be exclusive to T-Mobile, and I agreed with that. The Nexus One phone, uh, Android phone, did come out Mm -hmm. um, through both Google and through T-Mobile. It was a consumer device. Um, it wasn't technically exclusive to T-Mobile, but there was no real easy way to use it on other networks if you were just purchasing it for yourself. They did sell that. Well, the Google, uh, the the phone you could get from Google was unlocked, right? Uh, GSM phone, so you could, you know, use it with AT and T here in the United States. I think that would mean you'd have to shave to. down the SIM card, though, right? Or no, the SIM cards on AT and T are different, are sized differently from okay. the ones on T Mobile. So well, that was the that was the plan. I'm sorry, I misspoke then. No, 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 no. I think, but they I were mean, unlocked. Yeah, they were unlocked, and so um, but you didn't yeah, have to buy a contract with the, with T Mobile. Exactly. Yeah, you could use this on an existing contract if you already had one with T Mobile. You didn't have to sign a new contract. Um, I will. Uh, I'm going to say that this is a a, a win for you. Um, now, granted, the Nexus One did not remain a consumer device for all of 2010. It did go off the market eventually. Yeah, it actually it actually left the market pretty quickly. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah, it was one of those things where I think uh Google discovered that trying to sell a device through their own system uh just didn't work as well. For one thing, it didn't allow consumers the chance to get a device in their hands and play with it before committing to purchasing the device mm-hmm. and uh and smartphones aren't cheap so it's hard to say you know what i'm just gonna take it on faith that this is a, a good handset and a good operating system and i'm just gonna buy it without getting my hands on it mm-hmm. so um yeah it didn't stay out for the consumer market for all of 2010 but i think it still counts and uh although i have fewer predictions i think it might be a good point uh, time to point out that my next one was sort of related, which was uh, T-Mobile's uh, merger with another company, which, man, it's been rumored like every three months. Yeah. And it was I think it was big around this time last year, around the end of the year, uh, 2009. But it yeah. just uh, as as many times as people have predicted its death, 
T-Mobile is still hanging in there as a separate company, yeah, I think independent we, company. I think if we called out Survey Says, you would get an on this one. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. So why don't you do but one But it is mine? related. <laughs> or a couple of mine. Um, okay. Uh, here's here's a ding on the uh, game show buzzer for you. We'll start to see the pay version of Hulu appear in 2010. Hooray! As a matter of fact, we both had predicted that one. Yeah, so hooray for both of us! Um, well, I mean, this was this was one of our more uh, easy targets, I would say. Well, the low-hanging fruit. It was it was one of those things where it was being talked about at uh, in in 2009, uh, but the question was whether or not. Hulu would actually go through with it because you know sometimes companies talk about potential business models, but nothing ever happens of it. Mm-hmm. In this case, it did happen. Hulu does have a paid version, Hulu Plus, uh, which has some some benefits and some limitations compared to the free Hulu service. Right. So yeah, that one was uh, that one we both got right. Hooray! Let's do another one of mine. All right. Uh, you also said that we would see wireless HD components. Okay, hit the never consumer mind. Let's just um, market. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that didn't happen. Uh, this was uh, talking about things like devices like DVD players and Blu-ray players and and cable boxes even that would not require you to use a cable to hook up directly to your TV. They would have power cables, but otherwise would transmit data wirelessly. Uh, we're still not there yet, despite the fact that I've seen such systems at the CES uh, conference every year since we started going. They still have not really hit the market. My guess is it may partially be due to the economy, because I, I people's agree. stuff already works, and they're. I, I would imagine that the manufacturers are probably thinking, "Yeah, I'm not sure that I think people might, are ready to upgrade." I think it might also be due to those guys in the parking lot all holding bats and wearing jackets that say "Monster Cable" on the back. Ooh, you're anyway. <laughs> that was not me. Um, I predict next year my legs will be broken. <laughs> Um, you also said we'd see the war of the 4G technologies take off. That's WiMAX and LTE. Uh, we're just starting to see that come to a head right now. So I, I say that's a partial win. I would, uh, But Verizon will be, at the time we're recording this, Verizon has announced that it's going to be launching its LTE network in, I think, 38 cities in just a few days. So by the time this, this publishes, it will already have happened. The launch will have happened. Yeah, but I have a similar related prediction. Yeah. Uh, oh, you said, um, let's see, where? Uh, it's the next to last one on the. Oh, next to last one. Oh, yeah, the first LTE structure will get built out in the United States because there were some in Europe already. And that's true. Uh, although it's really funny because it wasn't uh, Verizon who did it first, nor was it AT&T or Sprint or T-Mobile. It was Metro PCS who beat everyone to the punch. Where are you at, dog? Where am I at, oh, That's dog? Boost Mobile, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Metro PCS is actually I've got friends who use that that the, that uh they're subscribers to Metro PCS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they they are a, a much smaller carrier, which probably yes. helps them in building out their uh, LTE network. But uh, yeah, one day I tuned into the tech news, Metro PCS builds out an LTE network, and I said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but they did it, so they uh, I get a point. My next the next one for me is a uh, another big win. Uh, for ah, me, yes. for me, not for them. Ah, yes, that would be Palm, the uh, formerly independent company uh, that came out with the uh, Palm Pre smartphone. Of course, the Palm Pilots for years, the uh, uh, handheld digital assistants. Right. Uh, you said that they would either go out of business or get acquired, and they 
Got acquired. Yep. So there you go. I actually, now again, this was one of those things that, this was not a, a sure thing when I predicted it. No. Uh-uh. But it was, it was something I felt fairly confident about because they were coming out with a new phone. The Pre. Uh, actually, no, at this point it was the Pixie. The Pre had already come out, um, at the beginning of, 2009? 2009. Okay, so they well, showed middle it. middle of 2009. They showed it at C- uh, CES. CES it 2009. It was, yeah, everyone went crazy for the pre when uh, okay. CES 2009. Wow. It didn't come out until the spring of 2009, which was the problem, right? They couldn't right. capitalize on that buzz. That hype, yeah. And then the pre just did not sell very well. They came out with the Pixie toward the end of 2009, but I said that the Pixie was not priced at such a point that it would right. keep the the company going. I had forgotten about and, that. And uh, and sure enough, I was right. They they started to really waver, and then they got acquired. But uh, they were acquired by uh, Hewlett Packard. Yes, and HP. HP is talking about doing some things with the Palm, uh, the new uh, Web OS, the right. operating system for the Pre and Pixie. Talking about using it for so... tablets or possibly even phones. Even though they said at one time they weren't interested in doing phones, then th- that's one of those things that kind of flip flops on. Well, you know, when you got a, a good platform, and apparently from uh, from what I've heard, the WebOS is a, a pretty decent uh, operating system, so there okay. you go. Okay, so let me do one of yours. Okay. Apple will embrace music rental and or streaming service on iTunes. We are still waiting for this. But it appears that something along those lines may be coming. They The company purchased Lala. Yep. And Lala was a... a of streaming music service. Yep, and they're building at a huge data center in North Carolina. So it may be that this is still going to hit. It's just doesn't look like it's going to hit by the end of 2010. Yeah, and there are there are a lot of licensing agreements that have to be in place for something like this to happen. Yeah, and uh, it wouldn't you know, surprise it's like, me. It's also prevented Spotify from launching in the United States. Those it, licensing agreements. Exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see this if they do get all their uh, those those um, problems tucked away. It wouldn't surprise me to see this announce being announced in January because there's usually yeah. an Apple announcement sometime in in January. Yep. Of course, that might also be the next iPad that we hear about. Yep. Do you want to do another? Well, skip skip the next one that's on my list because that's okay. the one that I want to save to the end. Okay, we could do that. Uh, you mentioned uh, the rise in 3D entertainment. That would be a great big old ding. Yeah, for at least for movies. For TV, it's still pretty slow to take off, although 3D televisions are on the market yep. as of the holiday season of 2010, and uh, there are 3D channels out already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's still in its earliest days for television. But as far as movies go, yeah, it went crazy. Avatar really helped that a lot. Yep. It hasn't, uh, it hasn't stalled out, so it's continuing to move. It's just uh, moving slowly. So yeah, I think, I think it's a, a win. Yep. Um, also, you uh, you said more virtual machines will be used in the workplace. Yeah, that one is kind of hard for me to verify. I don't know that that many companies actually switched to a virtual machine uh, uh, system. Now, that would be, of course, where you don't necessarily have a computer. You might have a monitor and a keyboard, and you have a uh, a, vir- well, a virtual machine that you log into. The, it's actually kind of hosted on a... Uh, another uh, corporate machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you don't have a, your own personal computer. Uh, there may be some companies that have switched over, but it wasn't a big movement as far as I can tell. So I'm going to call that a miss on my part. Okay, then. Uh, you've got 
movie studios will start testing downloadable movie business models, possibly through uh, through the Comcast acquisition of NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. Well, the acquisition is still pending. Pending. So that's we'll have to wait and see if that actually goes through. But as far as the the studios testing downloadable movie business models, I mean, we we can see streaming versions of this all over the place, right? Sure. There's I Hulu mean, Plus. There's Netflix. There are other um, there are other actual set top devices that are doing this. Yeah. I, I call this a win. Well, Netflix, uh, the uh, Netflix CEO, uh, just not terribly long time before we recorded this in early December 2010, uh, announced that Netflix is a streaming video company and not a uh, DVD mail company yeah. anymore. So it's definitely the way they're they're headed. Well, I only have two more left. So um, there's one more I have, but I think we should save that before right before yours then. So let's go with uh, yours, the uh, newspaper attempt to get behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big thing at the end of last year. Um, people talking about the possibility of, of removing themselves from Google. Right. Uh, you know, for some companies that have newspapers behind a paywall now, if you access the article through Google instead of going directly to the site, you can read the whole article. Right. I won't mention any you know major newspaper names. Uh, Rupert Murdoch may be involved with them. Uh, right. Famous, uh, you know, uh, business publications owned by he's our William Randolph Hearst yes but yeah I mean there there are situations where in which uh, they've said you know hey no free ride if you come to our site no matter how you get there you're going to have to pay if you want to read our content and um, yeah uh, at the time you said that you expected other newspapers and blogs would uh, step in if some of them went behind a paywall and uh, the bigger papers would go back to the old business model. Yeah, and we I'm, haven't seen it happen wholesale like that. No, no. I mean, the Telegraph just announced that it's going to be having some sort of not a paywall, but it's going to have a paid uh, access model of some sort. And the details were not available as of the recording of this podcast, but they did specifically say it wasn't going to be a paywall system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. There are other newspapers that are trying this, but uh, it did not happen at the speed at which I imagined. So this one, this one's a still just a, a maybe for 2011. Yeah, I uh, I just thought of a prediction uh, for the predictions podcast based on this, so I'll bring that up when we actually do our predictions. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of expected it to happen with a couple of them that have been rumbling around, but they they didn't actually. Yeah, it was slower. They didn't go forward. It moved it. slower than we thought. So. Yeah. All right, so we're down to the la- the final two, right? Yeah. So uh, here is here is uh, Chris Paulette's final prediction uh, for uh, 2010, which was Jonathan's computer will die before 2010. People, I want you to listen carefully to this. All right, hang on. That's me hitting the E key, and nothing is happening. Still, I still have the same computer, and the E key does not work. The W key does not work. The A key does not work. The S key does not work. Where's the tilde? The tilde is still missing in action. (laughs) I never found the tilde key. So I have to actually plug in a uh, supplemental keyboard if I want to type anything on this computer. But the key, the keyboard is, although it is not functioning, the rest of the computer is. Well, ish. for a given definition of functioning, functioning, yes. So it did not. Let me put it this way: I don't have a new one. That's true. So that one is a, for all intents and purposes, a miss. <laughs> all right. 
technical. I, that's a technicality, and I still have three weeks. <laughs> that's, um, that's true, actually. You could, if you wanted to, maybe maybe it will quote unquote slip off my desk before the end of the year. <laughs> so, you uh, can I can I read the last one Please for you? Please do. That Jonathan will appear on this week in tech sometime in 2010. Well, so CES 2010. <laughs> that's in January. Yeah, that was like two weeks after we after recorded, recorded that this. podcast. So we recorded the podcast. About two weeks later, I went to CES 2010. And as I was there, I was passing by Leo Laporte. And he had his This Week in Tech live coverage of CES table up and running. And uh, his producer saw me and waved me on and got me on This Week in Tech's live coverage. Now, technically, that was not an episode of This Week in Tech. It was, however, on the This Week in Tech network, and I was live. So I thought in January, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to call this a win. Uh, I still haven't been technically on the show This Week in Tech. However, I have appeared several times on Tech News Today, which is one of the shows on This Week in Tech hosted by Tom Merritt. So, yeah, and I'd like to point out that you have a, a very nifty cap on. Uh, I'm also wearing a This Week in Tech baseball cap right as, now. As we record. I this. totally wasn't thinking about that. But, yes, I am wearing a baseball cap yeah. with the Twit logo on it, and that's because I got that at CES 2010. And not because he is a Twit. No, that that's unrelated, but also true. So, yes, you wanted to mention a few of the stories before we wrap it up on yeah. things that we didn't hit. So here's now, some- I... I, I I, I see some of the stories that you listed. Yeah. Not to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, but, you know, some of these things, I think uh, the listeners will agree, we we wouldn't necessarily have hit anyway. They were unpredictable. They were not, yeah, they were not on the radar. Yeah, yeah. They're, and, and they're probably, I'm sure there's some big ones that I didn't. I, I did this off the top of my head, so yeah. I was mostly thinking of the stories that were recent. I'm sure, sure. there were stories that happened throughout the year. that. But anyway, uh, we did not uh, predict Google TV. No, we didn't. We didn't predict Google Buzz, nor the massive fallout that immediately followed the launch of Google Buzz. Yeah, that's true. Because if you don't remember, uh, some people, probably a lot of people, aren't using Google Buzz at all anymore. I do. I still use it. Yeah, and but, there's there's been a legal settlement uh, right. involving that, too. Right, but Google Buzz, uh, if you don't remember... There were a lot of uh, there was a big outcry about privacy issues mm-hmm. where you could see people who were contacts of the people you knew, and um, and there were a lot of other issues around it. So we didn't predict that at all, nor did we predict the other big Google story about the driverless car program. That's true. That's true. Yeah, for a while there, it looked like Google was going to be in the news every week. Actually, for a while there, Google was in the news every week. Uh, I meant for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that still holds true. I mean, you mentioned uh, Facebook. Yeah, their, uh, the new their message new, model. Exactly, where all of your messages are going to go through a kind of central funnel on Facebook. So yeah. it's kind of like email, messaging, instant messaging, all that, the notes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All kind of goes through one. I, I don't have access to that yet, but uh, we didn't predict that. We didn't think that. We didn't think about Facebook having a, a uh, what some people had been calling a Gmail killer. And even Facebook has said since then that that's not what this is intended to be. Uh, did not predict MySpace's redesign, despite the fact that I think they had announced it sometime in 2009. Nor do we predict that they would be partnering with Facebook. I, yeah, don't think that, we, I think maybe gone out of business or right. something else. I think we mostly didn't think about MySpace at all. Uh, we, did not, we didn't think that Windows Phone 7 was going to be uh, – we didn't predict that Windows Phone 7 was really going to look – 
as awesome as it does. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I actually got to play with Windows Phone 7 recently, and uh, and I was really impressed with the the operating system. I thought for a while I was skeptical that Windows could... could skeptical? Yeah, you? I know. Crazy, huh? Uh-huh. I was skeptical that Windows could jump back into the smartphone uh, wars because I thought that Android and Apple really had that sewn up. Yeah. But Windows Phone 7 does look like it's a legitimate contender. I mean, it it's slick. It does what it's supposed to do. Uh, at least the limited amount of time I've had with it, it did. Um, so I would not be surprised to see that actually take off, especially if if Windows partners with some really good handset manufacturers. Uh, we did not predict the iPhone 4, the massive redesign of the iPhone. I mean, we didn't predict that. No. We didn't predict FaceTime. Nope. We did not predict AntennaGate. No. There was no way we could know that we were holding it wrong. Yeah. I'm left-handed, by the way. So, anyway, um, we did not predict the whole... Oh, oh, oh. This was Speaking one of, the, of the iPhone. Yeah. This is the story that... One of the stories that drove me crazy in 2010. Gizmodo and leaking the iPhone 4 story months before it actually launched. And yeah. not just the leak, but the whole stolen-slash-missing iPhone 4 debacle. Yeah. Finding it, quote unquote, on a bar stool, and uh, or stealing it, depending on who you ask, right? And then selling it essentially to Gizmodo, and then Gizmodo running the story. Uh, did not predict that. Nope. Um, didn't predict the Microsoft Kin going on sale, then not being on sale, then being on sale again. <laughs> yep. We didn't predict uh, the danger debacle either. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's the, something that came the, up earlier in the, the danger year. servers. And I would not have I would not have imagined that uh, after Microsoft acquired Danger, I mean the the kin is kin to uh, the T Mobile yeah. sidekick, um, and I would not have expected that to have gone away the way it did. But and I also have here we did not predict this one's this one's the juicy story of the bunch. We did not predict uh, HP CEO Mark Hurd having to resign from HP uh, due to a scandal, which depending, again, upon whom you ask, either was about inappropriate relationships or just mismanagement of money or, or unreported expenses, I guess is right. the best way of putting it. Uh, nor did we predict that that he would then just turn around and become a co-president over at Oracle. Yeah. That was actually a pretty scandalous story all around because, I mean, HP and Oracle, you're talking about two major companies and you're talking about a man who presumably has quite a bit of knowledge about one company's IP going to work for a competitor. Yes, in a very prominent position. Yes, as a prominent as it gets, as it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little freaky. Yeah. We also didn't, uh, now that I think about it, predict the WikiLeaks that's true. situation. That's yeah. something that, uh, you know, has become very uh And it's still unfolding as weeks. we record this podcast. They've right. been undergoing uh, denial of service attacks. They switched over to the Amazon cloud system. And now I've just heard before yeah. we went in that Amazon has pulled that. Yes. They are no longer on Amazon. They said so, no. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Maybe we don't want to be, have the target of all these DDoS attacks. Uh, yeah. No, we didn't predict that at all. Nope. Um, yeah. There's And there, what we didn't predict could go into another eight episodes. So let's yeah. wrap this up because I think we've gone way too long for this one. Yeah. It's, it just goes to show you how mercurial, I hate that word, uh, mercurial the uh, tech world is. It, things change so frequently and, you know, we take our, our best shots, but we don't always. Yeah. I can't wait for us to record the predictions for 2011. We're not doing that during this particular recording session. So I'm thankful one. for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
They should be fun, though. All right, so if you guys have any predictions for 2011 that you think are absolutely positively going to come true, email me, and that way I can get the advantage over Paulette. Hey. Or you can post to our Facebook or Twitter accounts. The handle there is techstuffhsw. Our email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And Chris and I will talk to you again probably before 2011. Really soon! For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?